0: You ready?
1: Mm-hmm. Go for it. Saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. you. It's not that I want you not to say, but if you only knew how easy. It would be to show me how you feel. More than
0: words is all you have
1: to do
0: to make it real. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me cause I all ready. Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. We are talking today about love languages, and I thought, you know what? This is the perfect, perfect opportunity to introduce you to Lisa Levine. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is my wife and she speaks one love language, and I speak another love language. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. She's the one that kind of turned me on to this whole process of what these things are a long time ago. And I I, I like them. And, I, and I, I think there's a lot of validity to them. I'll go ahead and start. Fellini was quoted as saying a different language is a different version of life. And there are so many diverse proverbs from multiple cultures about languages. Like the Chinese proverb that says, to learn a language is is to have one more window from which to look at the world. Or the French proverb that says, a man who knows two languages is worth two men. And a really cool Arab proverb says, learn a language and you'll avoid a war. And, And what exactly is language? Well, interestingly, it's not just words. One definition is this. Language is the principal method of human communication conveyed by speech, writing, or interestingly, gesture. So all that said, have you guys out there heard of the Five Love Languages concept? Well, it's been around. It's it's very buzzwordy. It's easy to not take seriously, but per my experience, it's pretty spot on. Uh, The concept is this we all feel loved individually differently. What I mean by that is what makes you feel loved may do nothing for me and vice versa. I thought we could talk about the five love languages individually this time. And we can ask ourselves what makes me feel loved or at least the most, because you can have more than one. So Lisa, I'm gonna bring one up and then you tell me what you think that love language means. The first one is words of affirmation. Well, how would you describe words of affirmation?
1: I'd describe it as when a person feels loved if they are praised. So I really, I'm really proud of you, or I love how you did that. That makes, if you say that to someone, um, that, and that makes them feel, that can make them feel loved.
0: Right. Or like, good Lord, you have an amazing podcast. (laughs) That that's an example of that too. Yes. How about acts of service? What is, what is that about?
1: That's doing things for people. So um, you help me cook dinner or you help me clean the house and do things like that, then I feel loved. Yeah,
0: very good. And for some individuals, that is just as important as the words, you know, and hearing the words. Another big one is spending quality time. How would you define that? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but what would you how would you define quality time?
1: I think we can uh, people can be together in the same room and not be together. So I think if it's quality time, it must be time that you're really focused on each other, really into each other, listening, you know, really feeling a a part of it.
0: Yeah, especially when technology gets involved. We can be sitting next to each other on the
1: couch and be on two different planets with our phones. Mm
0: -hmm. It's easy to do. Now, this is an interesting one to me, and I'll get into it as we go forward, but receiving gifts, Mm -hmm. that's some people's love language. Um, In what sense does somebody receiving a gift make them feel loved
1: by by buying them something or handing them something and saying this is for you that makes them feel loved that action of you giving them something makes them feel loved yeah we have two kids that have that love language
0: yeah and and it's 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 really interesting because sometimes when you think of somebody receiving gifts you think it's kind of shallow but that doesn't that's not necessarily the case it's just for whatever reason That speaks to their heart
1: and it doesn't have to be something expensive and extravagant it's just the act of them having something tangible in their hands
0: yeah yeah exactly and the last one is physical touch which is just adoration and affection Mm -hmm. yeah so they all sound good right and they're all thoughtful but but not all of these expressions of love always make people feel loved and there's usually a dominant one so what we're going to do is break them down According to the quote unquote experts, and, and we'll be pulling some info from the Mind Body Green website. Now we can start with the top one on the list, but it also I think happens to be mine, mm-hmm. which is words of affirmation. The article says, people with words of affirmation as a love language value verbal acknowledgement of affection, including frequent I love you's, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and often frequent digital communication like texting and social media engagement. In other words, people like us need to hear it. You know, and I find this especially true of those of us that have a hard time loving ourselves. Uh, If we constantly doubt our abilities or our self-esteem just isn't there, or if we were raised to feel that we just couldn't do things right, we need your validation because we don't put a whole lot of stock in our own worth sometimes. Though on a much less intense level, some people just love to hear it.
1: That's interesting about the digital communication. That's that's really good to know that texting and, and that kind of engagement helps too. That's easier sometimes to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, it, and and again, everybody's different, but that's definitely what's gonna resonate for one person, may not for another. Um, but it's an option for a person like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which one is is you, by the way, at <laughs> this point in your life?
1: I honestly think I have two or three right now. We, well, funny. I think we all do. My, my whole, most of my life, I've always been acts of service. But as life is changing and things are no longer normal, I, I think I have like three. But acts of service was probably my core. That's your dominant one? That's, that would be my dominant one, yeah.
0: Well, according to this, if your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's things like bringing you soup when you're sick. Uh, making you coffee in the morning or picking up your dry cleaning when you've had a busy day, things like that.
1: You made me an awesome cup of coffee this morning, the best you've ever given me.
0: Thank you. And hey, thank you very much for those words of affirmation. You're welcome. So these things work. I mean, honestly, we're being playful, but it's it's very, very true. Me making her the cup of coffee this morning meant something to her. And her thanking me for the cup of coffee and telling me it was a good cup of coffee meant something to me. See, this love language is specifically for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. You know, unlike those who prefer to hear how much they're cared for, people usually in this one like to be shown that they're appreciated. Doing the smaller and bigger chores to make their life easier or more comfortable is highly cherished. Why is this? Well, there's going to be different reasons for different people. And, And when I use these reasons, I'm not necessarily talking about you. But just in general, maybe individuals in their past have been sweet-talked or, again, less dramatic. Maybe they're just tired, and you're helping them does the love language job. Another thought, let's say a woman married a man who she waited on, hand and foot, and they had little or no appreciation for them. Then she remarries, and the new man tells her to relax. I've got this. Chores get done without her asking see this may be huge for her because it was so lacking before a third one is quality time i know that's on your list too right quality time is a big deal people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out that's a that's a big deal they particularly love when active listening eye contact and full presence are prioritized hallmarks in their relationship and again it's so easy for one person to think they're doing something but it's not connecting to the other person's love language like I could be sitting next to you totally paying attention to everything that you're saying but if I'm not showing you that I'm listening and giving you my full attention and giving you eye contact you may not think that I am and it may not come across as quality time so we've got to work towards each other's strengths and what the other person needs right yeah it says that this love language is all about giving your undivided attention to that one special person without the distraction of telephones uh television or any other outside interference they have a strong desire to actively spend time with their significant other having meaningful conversations or sharing recreational activities and and it's interesting too because even in these circumstances like you have friends right? Mm-hmm. husbands may have their buddies and wives may have their girls' nights, but when their partners know that they are priority and that there's no one else they'd rather spend time with almost all of the time, that can be huge. And there's room for all of that, again, especially if someone was neglected before. So the fourth one was receiving gifts. And again, this is not petty or bratty. Uh, gifts It's a pretty straightforward love language. You feel love when people give you visual symbols of love. It's not about the monetary value, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, but the symbolic thought behind the item. People with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship, and the emotional benefits from receiving the present. It's interesting, too, because not a lot of people are not totally like this some are and some aren't like i know for example you'll go to a store and see something and say oh this just screams my friend insert name here mm-hmm. right and you just think it's the perfect gift for them and you give it to them and it's like oh, okay thanks this is for you it was huge you thought oh this is going to change their life or make them really really happy and it doesn't but if their love language is gifts you could give them a toothpick and they'll be happy about it because because it's coming from your heart and you gave them something. Right. Right. So people whose love language is receiving gifts, they enjoy being gifted something that's both physical and meaningful. Uh, The key is to give meaningful things that matter to them and reflect their values, not necessarily yours. Uh, The flower in the vase or the watch on your arm that was gifted to you, it's visible proof to this kind of person that they get me. They understand me, they know what I like, they love me. That's how it translates. You know, I used to think that this was kind of a vanity love language, but it's not. See, some people just need something tangible to convince them that they're loved by somebody else. And then finally, there's touch. It brings out physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people with this love language. And I found this very interesting according to the book, the roots go back to our childhood. Some people only felt deep affection and love by their parents when they were held, kissed, or touched. And those who weren't may need it even more than the average person. Some don't know what to do with it because they never had it, and some desperately need it because they never had it. So again, people who communicate their appreciation through this language when they consent to it, they feel appreciated when they're hugged, or kissed, or cuddled. They feel the the feeling of warmth and comfort that comes with physical touch. So
1: you know, there's there's something there's maybe another episode, toxic childhood, I think, is what it's called. Mm. And there's so many things that happen to us based on where we came from, what happened when we were babies. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, is all of this fits that it, it, it starts when we're children, when we're babies, our love language begins. In my mind, maybe I, that's not accurately, no, scientific, scientifically accurate, uh, but it sounds good to me.
0: It sounds good to me. I completely think that. And, and you may want, how do people know which love, love language they are? Do you remember? Was there a process or something?
1: There's actually a test you can take from the person who created it. I can't think of his name at the moment. I didn't do my homework. That's this. all right. No but you can go online and search, you know, five love language tests and, and take it to see what it is.
0: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and then you see what your at least what your dominant one is yeah. And there. And again, you can have all of them. You can have all of them yeah. or one of them or two of
1: them. I think it's interesting. Like, you know, how we talk about the heart language, what your heart language is like. So we've always spoken English. So that's what comes natural. Yeah. Our love languages are like that, too. What mm-hmm. our love languages is what we are. So when you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship or a marriage or even with your children, right? Yeah. If you take the time to learn their love language, that communication is better because then you're speaking their heart language.
0: I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's an absolute true point because if I learn to speak Greek right now, I might master it Mm -hmm. technically, Mm -hmm. but my heart is thinking in English because that's what I've always spoken from the heart. Mm -hmm. So very good. Hey, did you ever see the movie? This is the pop culture therapy podcast, so I've got to throw something in there that's celluloid or music or something okay did you ever see the movie reality bites no okay in that movie there's two guys that are interested in the winona Ryder character right the two guys are ethan hawk and ben stiller right mm-hmm. when i saw this as a younger man i thought that the ending was stupid i thought this is all wrong ben stiller's character wanted to take care of her wanted to help her was respectful of her but she went with Hawk. Hawk couldn't hold down a job, insulted her publicly to tears, and whose ego was super overblown. But now, even though I think she fictitiously made the wrong choice, this is what I'm tying into this, she just simply responded to whatever it is she responded to. I believe that if this story was real, they would have broken up at some point because she would have outgrown him, and then later may have appreciated the Stiller character but it leads me to this, our dominant love language at some points in our lives, may be one thing, but then it can drastically change. Do You think that's happened to you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think it's, I've been pretty, mine's been the same for as long as I can remember, at least as long as I've been doing this. Um, but as we mature and live and experience, we respond to things differently, including how we accept love. And there are so many examples in pop culture and in real life where people love each other, but they just don't connect. I'm sure you could name a ton of them in movies where one person is just adores another person, but there's just something missing. And that kind of thing happens all the time in real life, too. So let's close here. Love is about you giving and someone giving to you what the gift the action or words are it's going to vary but here's what's important with this entire subject we have to think in terms of not what works for us but what works for the other person then as a very very wise lounge singer in a cheap tux once expressed it love won't hurt anymore lisa it'll become an open smile on a friendly shore that was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: You got to do this with me again. You're
1: pretty good at
0: this. Well, it was nice having you. This is kind of, this, that was kind of nice. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast Love Languages playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast Love Languages. I book-ended with two based on our overall theme, but then the rest each kind of represents, for the most part, a specific topic that we discussed in the episode. So you'll see as we go. It'll make sense as we go. So track number one is The Pretenders with Message of Love. You heard that before?
1: You know me. I probably never know who it's by.
0: Very good. I'm sure you probably have heard that one before. Number two is Gift Shop by The Tragically Hip. And I put that on there for those that receive gifts as being their their love language the, the love languagers known as the gift receivers mm-hmm. number three for those who speak physical touch we have the thompson twins with hold me now you know that song hold me now. yep you got it number four what is this thing called love and this is the jazz version one of the many jazz versions it's an instrumental in this case sinatra did it at one point but this is by the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. It's live, it's amazing. Check it out. Number five is the song Work For Love by Ministry, covering acts of service, because sometimes you've got to work for love. (laughs) Okay. Number six, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera.
1: You put a Christina Aguilera song on here?
0: It's a pretty song, (laughs) and it represents words of affirmation. Wow. I, I personally I, I have my snobbery level has has yeah, she, duck dive. It's
1: changing, Junior.
0: That's what I'm saying. Old. It's what I'm I'm getting I'm getting old. Anyway, it's a super super pretty song. It, you know that song, right? Probably. It, it's, probably. Sorry. Right, it, you know, it's it's, it's a thing. pretty pretty I'll song. Hear it and
1: know I words, am but. I am
0: I am mas I'm strong enough in my masculinity to be thoroughly thoroughly comfortable listening to that song number seven one of my favorite songs by the band heart it's called love alive it's 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 a killer song they don't play it on the radio enough number eight for spending quality time we have the band the yeah yeah Yaz with our time number nine a very cool rare groove by the four tops called she's an understanding woman (laughs) and number 10 aretha franklin with Share Your Love With Me. Oh, my
1: goodness. I just listened to that yesterday. There you go.
0: See? See what happens?
1: Hey, do you explain why the heck we were singing at the beginning?
0: No, I never do. Sometimes sometimes I like, uh, like one time before one of these things, I I started doing the rap on Rapture by Blondie and just didn't explain why. Okay. It's just, you know.
1: And you still have listeners. And I still have listeners. Thanks. God
0: bless you all. Anyway, that's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast Languages." You know, this show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the Support This Podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be awesome. But whether you do or whether you don't, feel free to listen no matter what and enjoy any time. the show is yours. By the way, Lisa, hmm. did you know that plants improve the air around you and they actually improve your mood? Yes. It's true. And Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. It's really cool. So check out their awesome website at www.leafy.com. That's www.leafve.com. Also, DesignCraft is at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can note samples of their unbelievable work at www.designcraft.com. And like I always say, they spell it like craftwork. It's D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T dot com. Then finally, the Managing Expectations podcast is a podcast for interesting people by interesting people. Very cool thing. I joined them yesterday. Yeah, you did. So I am going to be on their 100th episode, so keep your eye out on that. We talk about our favorite decade in music.
1: How are those guys?
0: They're doing okay. They're doing okay. They, their podcast is growing, too. And it was. They're a lot of fun. All right. So they wade into all things that make them interesting, music, art, books, movies, and generally the passing scene. You can catch them at www.managingexpectationspodcast.com. And of course, for all things Refresher, you can visit us too online at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always... The music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by, you're never going to,
1: do you know who this was written by? John Viafuerte.
0: John Villafuerte. So until next time, this is Chris Levine.
1: And Lisa Levine.
0: For Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Lisa.
1: Bye.